Welcome to the Nanalyze podcast. We are a boutique media and research firm specializing in disruptive innovation. Visit nanalyze.com for more details. AMC stock is probably one of the most searched for stocks out there. That's because AMC Entertainment Holdings, the company that represents AMC stock, is a meme stock that's been touted now for quite a while. So there are really four types of people that will have come across this presentation. We want to talk to each one of these types. So the first would be the Kool-Aid drinkers. These are individuals who are blindly following a stock that they probably know very little about. They're a group, part of a group of people that call themselves apes, which is a fitting characterization of their behavior. Uh, there's two types people who are playing with a little and they'll often say well it's just a little well you'll nickel and dime yourself to the poverty line if you think like that or there are people who have bet it all and playing with a relatively large sum of money compared to their net worth and neither of these types of individuals have wealth which is why they're attracted to uh, garbage like this in the first place so you have the people who uh, genuinely think this is a a good idea to invest in a meme stock. You have the speculators. They're either going short or long. They're trying to be what we call BSDs, big swinging dicks. And uh, the truth is that the profession of a prop trader went out a long time ago. So the only people that are making money on this are hedge funds, and they're doing that using algorithms. Uh, there's people with no dog in the race who are curious about why AMC stock attracts so much attention. We'd fall into that category. There's, of course, the hedge funds that are laughing all the way to the bank. Now, the people who we really want to talk to are those who think that betting on a meme stock is investing. So they probably have no experience investing, and they genuinely are interested in growing wealth. Well, we can tell you how to do that, and this isn't the way that you'll find your way to a new zip code. Now, we've been assessing tech stocks for over two decades our firm is um, staffed with experienced, qualified finance professionals. I happen to have an MBA with a focus on finance. I have a master's in finance with a uh, focus on portfolio management. That's the bad news. The good news is that I spent a decade at a leading risk management firm. I was hired into a top five investment bank when I graduated, and I spent a lot of time uh, around institutional investors learning about how investing works. And more importantly, I made a lot of the same mistakes that you're making yourselves. We've all made these mistakes on our pursuit to accumulate wealth. Now, these days, we're managing two real-world portfolios, um, 38 tech stocks, actually, and 30 dividend growth stocks. We take an asset allocation approach to investing using a living methodology that evolves over time. So when we look at AMC stock, we're doing so through the lens that we use to look at every single stock that we analyze. And our tech stock catalog, for example, has over 460 names that we've researched in depth. And this is the first time that we're taking a look at AMC Entertainment. So the first thing that we wanted to do is figure out what exactly does this firm do to make their money? Well, they happen to operate cinemas. And this chart shows very well their leadership. We like leaders. They're a leader in the cinema circuit. Uh, this represents the number of screens that they have in the United States and Canada. They also operate in 10 other countries. You can see their competition here, several other firms close behind them. Uh, in second place, their Regal Cinemas, they actually went bankrupt. So when we look at cinema 
as an investment thesis, it doesn't look very good. So you can see here some surveys and this information is basic due diligence is accessible to anyone. You can go out there and see that the appeal of movie theaters is declining over time. Here you can see that since the Rona, fewer and fewer people want to see movies in theaters. Uh, there's a lack of interest in most movies shown. I think we can all relate to that, the tripe that's getting produced these days. There's just too much of it. So every single company out there seems to be uh, developing their own content, and it just becomes overwhelming. People say, well, it's more convenient to watch movies at home. They talk about ticket prices. And, of course, COVID didn't help anything. New York Times did this article on theaters on the decline, and movie going has been on decline now for decades. Uh, you First you had VHS and DVDs, now you have streaming. The total number of movie admissions in the U.S. barely budged between 1995 and 2019. Then the Rona hit, and during that time period, 95 to 2019, the population had increased by 23%. So this isn't a, a, a thesis that we would be interested in. There's no growth here. It's, uh, it's an old archaic business model that's being disrupted. There's a um, overall decline in theater admissions that the pandemic didn't help. Nowadays, you're serving content to a fickle audience that can switch services at a push of a button. And of course, you could see what's going on at Disney and Netflix. Um, do we want to invest in disruptors or those being disrupted? Certainly not the latter. So when we look at AMC stock versus their closest competitor, we've put their annual revenues over the last four years for each company on this slide. You can see the pattern there. So the Rona hit and all the impact of that uh, came about in 2020, and now they're slowly recovering. When we start to look at a quarterly trend, we can see here that there's um, signs of recovery. Summertime would be when more movie hits would happen. Uh, but when you look at the business, and we dug into the SEC filings, this is um, something that probably very few AMC stockholders have ever looked at, but if you go into the SEC database and look at the documents that companies file, you can start to understand how these businesses work. And here we've taken the uh, last quarterly, what they call the 10Q for AMC stock and What's interesting to note first off is how low the gross margins are. Why is this relevant? Because you have to be able to sell a product or service for more money than it costs to produce. If you're not able to do that, you don't have a business. So the gross margin simply looks at what's called cost of goods sold against revenues and they don't break that down overly clearly in the SEC filings, but we've uh, teased that out here. You could see their gross margin so far for the first nine months of this year is around 5%. This last quarter, it was 2%. The money that they're making, and this is no surprise to anybody, comes from the food and beverage that they sell, the overpriced popcorn. So food and beverage margins for this theater operation are around 82%. Of course, that's a category that's sensitive to consumer spending. So not only are we operating a business model that's rather archaic and being disrupted, but we're also not able to make very much money from it. Of course, AMC is operating at a loss because the gross margin doesn't include what they call GNA, general and administrative, the overhead. So it's a company that's losing money. And when you're losing money, you have to keep raising more money to fuel the operation. And here you can see where 
AMC raised some money and implemented a reverse stock split. That's very important to pay attention to because if you want to stay on a major exchange, you need to keep your share price above a certain number. And what they've done here with this reverse stock split is enabled themselves to stay listed on a major exchange so they don't get demoted to a junior exchange. Now, one of the things we noted about AMC that's rather concerning is the extent to which they're engaging with their investors. And you can see here this investor connect site that they've set up and they have here these e these nfts if this doesn't scream gimmick i don't know what does so nfts are uh, rubbish that individuals buy and waste money on and there's certainly a um an, uh, some decent traction to be had in the idea but not in the way that it's manifested today and here you can get these nfts from AMC that say, I was dumb enough to get involved with this stock and now I'm holding the bag. On the left is rather curious. This is AMC and Highcroft and the little slogan there, it looks like on the NFT says, there's gold in them, their hills. What is a movie theater company doing investing in a gold company? We have absolutely no idea. It just goes to show that uh, Throwing more money at something doesn't solve problems because the individuals that you're giving money to aren't necessarily competent when it comes to how they spend it. This is Highcroft Mining Holding Corporation. You can see here it's a SPAC. Oh, no surprise there. Uh, the vast majority of SPACs are underwater. Most have lost the retail investors who are foolish enough to invest in them something that we warned about years ago. Uh, they've lost a lot of money and Highcroft Mining is no exception. You can see here this it says a long, this was taken from Bloomberg, long road of financial distress brings a theater operator and a gold miner onto each other's balance sheets. This makes no sense whatsoever. Now, when we look at AMC and we start to uh, just sift through that 10Q, we see a company that's embracing the meme stock mania. Instead of appropriately distancing themselves from it, they embrace it. And one can say, well, management team is um, smart to capitalize on the hype, certainly, but over communicating with investors, especially retail investors, in the manner that they're doing will turn off uh, proper institutional investors. And what you can do is use typical investor relations behavior as a benchmark. So AMC is embracing the hype, which will eventually die down, and then they'll be running into trouble because they've burned through all the cash that they were able to raise when the share price was irresponsibly being hyped by cheerleaders. So when you look at their balance sheet, you see over $5 billion in debt that they need to manage and corresponding covenants. They're burning about $228 million per quarter. That gives them a runway of about three more quarters before they're going to have to raise. Of course, they're able to sell up to 425 million shares of the company's AMC preferred equity units from time to time through an at-the-market offering. What you see here in this slide taken from Bloomberg is the massive dilution that's gone into this firm so that they could raise money and try to survive the Rona. So without the meme stock hype, they probably would have been bankrupt. But what they've done here is increased their uh, shares, at least it seems to be somewhere in the range of a tenfold increase, and that's called dilution. That's not good. What's even worse is when you start to look at what they did here is, is very, you could call it uh, uh, clever or um, rather scamish, but again, the goal of a company is to survive. So they're simply raising as much money as they can from apes, from suckers who uh, 
don't have any idea of what they're throwing their money at. But the AMC ape units, they say, this is from CNBC, are a meme-friendly way for the theater chain to raise cash fast. Again, from Suckers. This special dividend, it says, is in keeping with CEO Adam Aaron's aggressive marketing efforts to appeal to the retail investors. That's a stretch calling these people investors who call themselves apes. That's more like what they are. Speculators at best. These new ape units are a corporate finance tool because the shares create a new way for AMC to raise money. What happened here is essentially a stock split that didn't behave as a stock split. So investors got additional stock proportionate to every share they own. So this would be similar to a two-for-one split. When you have a two-for-one split, the price adjusts accordingly. And that's just basic common sense to how if you take a piece of pie and you spread it out more, it doesn't create more value. However, the Two stocks actually traded different. So you have AMC stock trading, then you have Ape stock trading, and two uh, entities with the same name but that trade under different tickers. And instead of the share price adjusting as it should, at the end of the day, shares of AMC, the collective unit, were down 5.5%. And that just goes to show that nobody investing in this mess of a firm has any idea of what they're doing or how firms are valued. Here you can see where all the bag holders were created, that red box there. Everybody that bought there is holding shares underwater. And this here, we plotted the price of AMC stock against their third closest competitor. And you can see that it's come floating back down to earth. But what was responsible for that massive increase, and we continue to see this today, is this new generation of stock promoters. And we've pointed these individuals out numerous occasions across other firms, not just AMC stock, but there's quite a few stocks out there that are being pumped these days. In particular, we saw this with space stocks and quantum computing stocks that we follow Platforms like FinTwit promote such behavior that suggests your average retail investor with $240 to quote-unquote invest has a snowball's chance in hell of making money with that. These Pied Pipers are ranked based on the number of rats that follow them. Well, all those individuals, let's say a, a good number of them, are now in big trouble with the SEC. And you can go out and research this yourselves. And taken from the statement by the SEC, it says, they, these individuals have promoted themselves as trustworthy stock-picking gurus. In reality, they are seasoned stock manipulators. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out when you see the verbiage that's coming from them. And, of course, that continues because there are also a lot of smaller fish in the pond as well. And now the, the story has gone from all the money that uh, they're going to make from uh, theaters to now they're going to stick it to the man. So since that didn't work out and you have a bunch of bag holders, we need to find somebody to blame things on. And you can see here, we just went to Twitter and pulled this up minutes ago. And it's some rant about how uh, the SEC is responsible for all these different... You can read this. And whenever we uh, post information about stocks such as AMC or Mullen Automotive or other rubbish out there, we got all these individuals coming around and talking about this, these more or less conspiracy theories about how uh, the man is uh, has an unfair set of rules. Well, welcome to the world, and that they're going to somehow do something about this, and there's all these problems that need to be solved. And what the truth of the matter is that 
the whole ape strong diamond hands thing didn't work out so well. So now they need to find a boogeyman to blame. Now, no matter how corrupt you think the system is, and it's corrupt, of course, and if you think it's corrupt in America, go spend some time in China. All the whining and ranting on Twitter isn't going to help you change zip codes. You're still screwed, and there's no outcome that's going to get you your money back. When you make bad decisions, you need to take some accountability for them. So are these individuals, these apes, are they cheerleaders, uh, investors, or activists? Uh, the answer is they're, they're only cheerleaders. They're certainly not investors, and their activism will go nowhere. Uh, Citadel and every other hedge fund out there that fleeced the shit out of these people, they're laughing all the way to the bank. This post here on LinkedIn points out just how much money Citadel has made, and if you think that the government is going to make this gentleman hand that money back to all the individuals that they took it from, then you're sorely mistaken. Uh, another thing that we'll note, and you know, at this point, when you're looking at a firm and you start to see red flags, you don't waste much more time looking at it. You say, well, there's a lot. There are an incredibly large number of firms out there, quality companies to invest in. Why would you waste your time with this absolute rubbish? I pulled up just the first three tweets I found on Twitter, and these people are at it. Look at this. Good night, apes. I'm ready to buy more. I'm sure you are. Uh, half these people are uh, armchair millionaires. But uh, here, this second tweet, fraud and corruption at the highest level. Of course, it's somebody else's fault that the shares are sinking, not the fact that you invested in a bullshit company. This third one is classic. We see this all the time. It says, Vanguard increased ownership in AMC. Well, if you took the time to study how institutional investing works, you'd understand the difference between passive and active investing. Here at the top of institutional holders for AMC, you see the top three passive investors in the world that are forced to buy shares of companies that trade on certain exchanges because they need to mimic those return profiles for ETFs that they offer. They haven't a clue what AMC does and they could care less because they're simply passively tracking. That's why it's very important for AMC to stay on a major stock exchange because if they fall off into the OTC, these institutions will be sellers. That's a very important thing to distinguish for newbie investors to learn the difference. I'll put a link to a research piece we did that describes this in detail so that you can learn more about how institutional investing works. I'll put that in the description of this video. This comment here is great. It says, um, from Carl Sagan, one of the saddest lessons of history, if we've been bamboozled long enough, we tend to reject any evidence of the bamboozle. And it's simply too painful for some people to acknowledge that they've been taken. As they say, it's often easier to fool people than it is to convince them that they've been fooled. So when you see these Reddit cheerleaders talking about how there's this uh, smoking gun pointing to shorts, attempting to bankrupt the company before it can start disrupting, all this BS, it's simply things that are being parroted by individuals that haven't a clue what they're talking about and what you'll find out there are lots of individuals who are unconsciously incompetent. They don't know of their own incompetence. If they're able to recognize it, they become consciously incompetent. Then they start to recognize competence, and soon, with enough experience, they'll become unconsciously competent and start recognizing these red flags and these schemes for what they are. Now, things were not, very briefly, we're not short the stock. We weren't paid to write the article by anyone. We're not in cahoots with their competition, not assuming everyone is stupid. We're not bashing to get shares on the cheap. All the other baseless conspiracy theories that are being peddled or will be peddled by all the 
cheerleaders that will gladly show the door because if you have nothing of value to add in the comment section of this video, you're getting shown the door. So make sure that you come armed with reasons why you think we ought to be investing in theaters and why AMC is the best stock to do that with. Uh, the conclusion is don't, quote unquote, invest in meme stocks. When you see something promoted, when you see hype, just walk away. Don't speculate. You'll never become some great prop trader. AMC epitomizes poor decision making in their decision to start dabbling in NFTs and investing in gold companies. It's just a mess that you're best served to walk away from as they continue to raise more capital and piss it away. It's easier to fool people than it is to convince them they've been fooled. Just remember that. Take this as a lesson learned and begin the process of actually creating wealth because it takes a lot of time. I put up a video here on investing for beginners, uh, but before you watch that, please click this Nanalyze logo on the right, subscribe to our channel. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch this today. Thank you for listening to the Nanalyze podcast. If you found this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This helps us to continue to provide thorough research for you. Want more research like this? Want to know what we're invested in and what stocks we're avoiding? Head to Nanalyze.com and consider becoming a premium annual subscriber to get access to premium articles, webinars, and our extensive tech stock catalog. Thank you for your time.